welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have honest, explicit, wholesome conversations about sex, pleasure, joy, and connection. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com and find all of the resources waiting for you so you can experience more pleasure, more joy, more connection on your own terms. You'll find it all at PleasureMechanics.com. If you are new to the show and ready to get started with us, go to PleasureMechanics.com free and enroll in our free online course. If you've been with us for a while, go to PleasureMechanics.com love and find ways to go deeper with us yet. On today's episode, we are continuing in some ways the conversation from last week, an episode that got a beautiful outpouring of support and thanks and gratitude from you all. It was an episode about asking better questions, or as Charlotte would say, more thoughtful questions. Because <laughs> what's better? Asking more thoughtful, more intimate questions of ourselves, of our relationships, of the world itself. Um, and I got a beautiful response to that episode. And one of the themes amongst those responses was this question of, yeah, but how can I ask for the touch that I want? How do we ask for the kinds of sex we want? It's one thing to ask questions about culture and our childhoods and even intimate questions about fantasies and desires, but to ask for specific kinds of sex or really specific kinds of touch can be overwhelming. And what I came to really think about, and we were talking about this week, is that touch is as basic a human need as food, as water, as human connection, right, as social connection is. Safe, affectionate touch has been scientifically proven to be a biological need. It's not a luxury. It's not an extra. We all want, like, and crave different kinds of touch, and at different parts of our life, we need different kinds of touch. And yet we have almost no vocabulary for this in the way we do for, say, food. You know, most of us can say, well, I'm allergic to this, this, and this, have a sensitivity to this, but I really love eating this, and my favorite food is this, right? Most of us can talk about actively the kinds of food we want and what helps nourish our bodies, but so few of us can name specific kinds of touch we want and then ask for it and receive it. So this episode is all about getting the touch that you want. Yeah, we want to start this with just permission giving that we are allowed to ask for and want and make requests around the kind of touch that we want to experience. Because sometimes that can feel really far out of reach. It can feel sort of impossible. You're, you're, you're experiencing touch that you're not loving, but you're not quite sure how to shift it, how to have conversations about what you do want. And we want to kind of dig into this a little bit both give you permission to have conversations with your lovers around what you might like to experience, give you some vocabulary so you can make stronger and more effective requests, and also just to remind us all that touch is something that we do together. It is a relational skill. 
Um, and so it is a somatic skill that can shift and change and evolve and get better. Hmm. Well, you say touch from our lovers, but I do want to anchor this episode in um, who are the people touching you, right? Mm. And how do we get the kinds of touch we want out of all of our relationships? And to say that touch is a universal need, right? We all have different appetites for it, different hungers for it. And touch can come from a lot of different sources. It doesn't have to be human to human. If you're listening to this and you're like, nope, I do not like touch at all. I would then ask you, do you have pets that you touch and like to stroke and pet? Do you have a blanket or a couch and a pillow that's like your favorite one to cuddle up with? Um, how do you like to stimulate your touch receptors of your human body, right? Like that's the most basic thing we're talking about is safe stimulation of our nervous system from the outside in receiving touch. And we can touch ourselves. We have some beautiful resources on self-touch and self-holding. But touch, as Charlotte said, is a social experience. And so many of us are in deep states of deficit here. Mm -hmm. There is, you know, literature, scientific literature on touch starvation as a pandemic, right? And now with our multiple pandemics rolling around the globe, we have touch starvation and touch deprivation as like a parallel experience for so many of us we are under stimulated here and so it almost becomes imperative that we build a language and a practice of asking for and receiving the kinds of touch we do want the touch that feels nourishing stimulating safe comforting pleasurable and maybe even arousing and delicious and erotic and orgasmic, possibly. But it doesn't have to be orgasmic touch, right? You might be craving just being held, just being cuddled, holding someone's hand during a conversation can be enough touch to start nourishing us. So the first step here, as Charlotte said, is to give yourself permission to want touch and from that place of recognizing that longing right and if we recognize it as a biological need and I could geek out on the science here but I won't some of it is at pleasuremechanics.com slash touch you'll find all sorts of resources about touch um, including our touch courses uh, we started this business because both of us were trained in erotic massage, trained in full body massage. And when we fell in love, touch was a primary way we were experiencing that and expressing that and walking around in the world so well touched. People started asking us like, whoa, what's going on with you? Why are you so happy? And we'd talk about being in love and people were like, oh, you're dating a massage therapist. That must be so amazing. And we were both like, it is. Mm -hmm. And in our conversations, we really recognized while we had tens of thousands of hours of touch education, most people never get that luxury. Most people will never go to massage school. And yet touches this universal language of love, affection, support, security. And so we set out to translate all of those trainings we had in our bodies to a series of effective and efficient touch techniques that everyone can experience and learn 
and you'll find that all in our couples massage course and in our foreplay course for the more explicit touch. And all of that is at pleasuremechanics.com slash touch. <laughs> I digress about our origin story. Touch is like central to how we live in this world. And that's why I want to extend it beyond lovers. Because yes, for us as lovers, primary. But like when my grandparents are on their hospice dying bed, I was there with touch and supportive, affectionate touch appropriate for that stage of life. When our friends are giving birth, we're there supporting them with loving touch. Um, You know, when our friends are in pain after a parent dies, I can hold them just for a few minutes and give them touch that they want and have a vocabulary to negotiate that, right? And comfort asking if they are okay with this kind of touch if there are any adjustments that need to be made, like something that is consistent along all of this touch from holding somebody who is passing to ecstatic pleasure is being able to have comfort, having conversation about the kind of touch and the adjustments that want to be made. Right. It's like if you're a really good baker and your friends are like asking you to bake them a wedding cake, you to go through a whole series of things. What flavor do you want? What shape do you want? And if we have a language for touch, We can offer this wide menu of affectionate, supportive, and intimate experiences to everyone in our life. But how do we get there, right? Because for so many of us, touching or being touched is almost this like, well, if the chemistry is right, our hands are all over each other, but we don't have a gradient, a language, a toolbox of touch until now. And that's what we've part of what we've been doing for 16 years now is training thousands of people in touch and hearing their stories about this. And it is so motivating. But this episode, in this episode, (laughs) and Charlotte going into this is like, how are we going to rein this one in? (laughs) We have so much to say. We feel evangelical about touch. Yeah. But focusing, so asking for the touch that you want. First, that permission, it's okay to want the touch that you want and for it to be specific, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to settle for the touch that's available to you. And yet, you know, in a desert, you would drink just about anything to get hydrated. And so many of us approach touch with a like, well, there's someone willing to touch me, so I'll just take it. We can calibrate that in. We can start asking and and experiencing the kinds of touch specifically that light us up. Because the difference between wanted touch, the kinds of touch you specifically love and enjoy being given to you with like full like, yes, I'm going to give this to you. Um, And touch that's like not really quite on the mark. And we all like different kinds of touch. And I have a classic YouTube video, you know, one of our many YouTube videos that got taken down and censored um, about breaking the golden rule with touch. Mm. Because many of us touch how we want to be touched instead of asking how that person would like to receive touch. And so if you're someone who loves light, feathery, strokey kind of glidey touch, you might reach out and do that to your lover But your lover, like me, might love deep, holding, pressure, penetrating touch. Like, that's where I want to start. Grab me deeply first, and then maybe after a really long period, I'll be ready for feather-like glides. Whereas Charlotte, I can come in with like a whisper of a touch and then go deeper. Right, and I love that. And making adjustments to touch is so much of a conversation. It is Mm -hmm. responsive. It is caring, there's compassion present, and you're responding to what a body needs Mm -hmm. and trying your best not to take it personally. 
this is the part that people get stuck on, right? This is so much of why so many of us find it so hard to ask for different adjustments because we're worried about what somebody else will feel, if they'll feel okay, if they'll feel hurt, offended. This is so common. Well, and that comes from a stance of, am I doing it right? Is Mm -hmm. it right or wrong? And if I get feedback, it means I'm doing it wrong, thus failing in some ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually going to just table this because I think we should do a whole nother episode on receiving feedback gracefully um, because the repercussions of not being able to be in this conversation, not being able to calibrate and adjust touch like we're talking about, like we're going to invite you into here, uh, that can be a catastrophic loss of a relationship as I have recently experienced if a lover is not able to receive feedback. And that's true in all of our relationships, right? We have to be able to be in meaningful conversation And for there not to be a right or wrong, but this is what I need right now, can we meet there? And so after we break to thank our sponsor for this episode, I really want to map out, so we've given ourselves permission to want and permission to want specific kinds of touch. We all want different kinds of touch. There's no right or wrong. And being invited to touch how the person you're touching wants to be touched is a gift right? It's an invitation to share a mutual experience of joy and pleasure and connection. So why wouldn't we want to do that more often? How do we get past that defensive mechanism that says, oh, I'm doing it wrong? And also acknowledge we're all novices in this. We're not taught how to touch well. And that's why our touch courses are so foundational to everything we do at Pleasure Mechanics, because most of us have never been educated in the art of touch. And we don't have a language to be able to ask specifically for slow strokes with moderate pressure down the length of my spine, right? Like if you can ask for that, will you scratch my back hard but slowly? And as you go onto my butt, even less pressure feels good, right? That is asking for such a specific kind of stroke, but we can only get there if we know what's possible, if we have some practice in our hands giving and receiving all those different kinds of strokes. Um, And if we have the sense of like curiosity and playfulness of like what might feel good to this body right now. But and the vocabulary, like you're offering qualities of touch firmness, location, Mm -hmm. there is so much within that statement. And if we can all grow that vocabulary, so much more becomes possible. Just like I would ask for, you know, a flourless chocolate cake with a smooth fondant or something. (laughs) Yeah. I want to take a minute and thank our sponsor for this episode, uberlube.com. One of the most important tools for erotic touch, especially, is lube. And silicone lubricant, like the premium lube from uberlube.com, is an amazing tool for any time you want to add slip, slide, or glide to your caress. Sometimes all touch needs to feel amazing is a little more wetness, is a little more slide, so your hands or your body can slide effortlessly over one another, creating those delicious sensations we all crave. Right now, Uberlube is offering, speaking of sex listeners, a special discount of 10% off and free shipping when you use the code PLEASURE at uberlube.com. 
That's 10% off and free shipping using the code PLEASURE at uberlube, U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E, uberlube.com, and use the code PLEASURE. You will find this and all of the generous offerings from our podcast sponsors at pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox. That's pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox for all of the offers from our sponsors. Big thanks to Uberlube for sponsoring this episode. Check out pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox for this and all of the generous offers from our sponsors. And speaking of lube, it's really important as you start exploring touch to have the right tools for touch and lube for erotic touch, but also massage oil. This is one of those like aha moments when you bring in oil into your play, into your full body touch. Your hands can move along your lover's skin in ways they can't without it. And the glide, that deep penetrating glide so many of us crave from a good massage is really only possible with the help of an oil or a lubricant. And we do like silicone lube because if you want to get like really messy with sex and massage and fucking all together, silicone lube can be used as a full body uh, experience, right? Um, But for a lot of touch sessions, using massage oil, because you're also then like pampering one another's skin and bringing in beautiful scents, perhaps. Um, And if you use the same massage oil again and again, you create this like sensory enhanced uh, experience of like positive touch memories with this smell. Um, It's called a scent bridge for some people. And so you can create this whole experience of pampering one another with touch with just a few minutes and just a few stroke skills. Like this is not elaborate. We're not suggesting that everyone has to go to massage school to master these skills. And that's one of the things we're so proud about of our touch courses is we really spent time looking at what are the most essential ways of touching one another? How do we demonstrate that on the body covering the entire body, but break it all down to like five minute sequences you know, five minutes for the feet, five minutes for the legs, five minutes for the back. And really, through that process of developing this curriculum, we became fanatics about the fact that five minutes of quality touch is like game changing. It can take you from a full stressed out state to a state of bliss in five minutes, with just like a squirt of oil and some attention from a friend or lover, like, Why wouldn't we be doing this for each other all the time? And it turns out we don't do it because, A, we don't know to ask, but we also don't know how within reach it is Mm -hmm. and how all of our bodies are kind of designed to do this and with just a few skills and permission to have these conversations because you don't even have to take our course, right? And at pleasuremechanics.com slash touch, you'll find a bunch of videos of one stroke Uh, just, you know, we've taken excerpts from our courses and given you one stroke to play with. And we've posted these on Instagram and have people been like, whoa, that hand massage stroke was like the most amazing thing my drummer boyfriend has ever experienced. And he gave him so much relief. And thank you so much. And like, Mm. well, there's hundreds more strokes where that came from. But this thing of like, we if we just know how to reach across the table and touch one another, and we can do that with more confidence, and ask for it with more specificity, 
Uh, it's just such a life changing skill. I'm getting evangelical Shahranian. I love it. And I totally agree. So much more becomes possible between bodies and in your own body in terms of feeling certain states that are pleasurable, that feel good, and that so many of us want to get to more often. I want to really encourage people to go watch those one minute videos just because then you can see qualities of touch, the experience of certain kinds of touch, and notice what feels interesting to you, what feels like it would feel really good. And then you can ask more specifically for what you want. And then there's the skill set of how to ask for what you want kindly, without blaming, without any kind of negativity. And so what does that look like? That could sound like, I really love it when you X. When you did X, that felt really good. So you're talking about affirming touch that already feels good, right? Like yeah. isolating specific kinds Moments. of ways that your lover is already touching you or maybe how you used to touch you right you used to hold hands a lot and so you could say something like remember in the early days we used to hold hands all the time i loved that so much give me your hand mm, Come can we do that again some more um, yeah. or if there's a win right if like your lover strokes you to sleep in a really beautiful way and is really tender with you one night affirming it and praising it and being grateful for it is a really mm -hmm. good way to get more of that. Mm -hmm. I loved it how you held me as we were falling asleep last night. It felt so sweet as you stroked my hair as I was dozing off. Thank you so much. Mm. What a way to anchor that, you know, and that's a way of asking for it. I loved that, right? And very few people we think about asking as like clinical or as, you know, intrusive, or like, how dare I ask for, you know, something, but it's actually a gift. And we want to give our lovers beautiful touch. And so how do we make this a two way conversation? So praise and affirmation all the time. Because mm -hmm. you're also practice. then anchoring for the other person that that was a good thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that they can kind of bring their own attention to that moment and remember it. And from there, it's really easy to then make a request for either a calibration, it would feel even better if, or in addition, what would feel good too is X, Y, and Z, right? So I loved how you were holding me. It felt so sweet as I was dozing off. I would really love deeper hugs more often, mm. right? Being held in your arms is so yummy to me, right? So you're saying, thank you for that, this please more often. Or I loved how you scratched my back last night. And if on a scale of one to 10, I'm that's like a three. I'm actually craving really deeper, more intense scratches. Like, will you amp it up next time? And your partner can be like a three, really? Yes, sure, I'll bring it up. They might think they were scratching you pretty hard. Um, or you might say, it got a little too intense. Can we bring it down? And it felt really good when you were in that light, very playful zone right and so you can calibrate it in and ask for more specifics next time um, I love these examples because they're so generous and affirming and uh, they feel really yummy to receive you know I think we, we fear text or an email yeah. like it doesn't have to be face-to-face -face. that can be intimidating but you can build a relationship where that's not just like a normal thing like I love the soup you made last night. It would be even better with some fresh basil on top. Like there's nothing wrong with saying that. And so saying like, God, I love the way you were fucking me, but my nipples were really aching for more attention. 
like that's an invitation, right? Um, we also have resources like the three minute game, which is from our body electric lineage and part of Betty Martin's wheel of consent practice. And this is a way of really making it a specific time framed exchange and practicing asking for specific kinds of touch for one to three minutes, right? It's called the three minute game, but a one minute version is also incredibly powerful, like literally setting an egg timer for one minute and you have to make a request like, please stroke my hair, please scratch my back, please hold my hand, please massage my thighs, please lick my pussy like you're hungry for a ripe peach, right? <laughs> like we can make requests and then experience getting these small dose of things and then calibrate it in. And we've been talking mostly about like full body touch and massage, but this all then maps into kinky touch. If you want to get into intense sensations, sensation play, impact play, any of those more intense, riskier, kinkier kinds of play, you absolutely definitely need these foundational skills to say, I loved how you used that paddle on me, but it got a little too intense at the end. Can we bring it down a notch and it'll be just right? Speaking of just right, hmm. finding just right. So we've given you all sorts of ways to ask and give feedback and ways of asking for more. But sometimes in the middle of receiving touch, how do you calibrate it in to hit just right? Mm. We have a whole episode about this. There will be a link in the show notes, finding just right. But, you know, we do this when we're pouring lemonade for someone. Say when. And we can just play this game with touch. I'm going to start slowly adding pressure. Say when. Right. And that gives the person you're touching agency. It wakes them up into more active receiving. And you're like going into their foot or going into their butt with more and more pressure. And they get to say when it feels just right. And this is just one little game you can play whenever you wish. It's such a perfect one to add in. And it's so unintimidating. And then the communication is really clear and not scary mm -hmm. or problematic. Mm -hmm. So it's a great place mm -hmm. to start. Or I'm going to start fucking you harder and harder, baby. Take it and say when. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, what a fun game. Yes, please. <laughs> we have a whole episode about this. There will be a link in the show notes. Finding Just Right is, uh, again, that collaborative communication between you and your touch partner. And it's this act of both expressing what feels just right like you have to be able to feel it and express it when things feel good and to listen to that with your hands, with your full presence as a lover and notice when something feels just right and then do it again and again and more, right? Um, and that's how we build touch into these arousing, stimulating, incredible journeys of touch we can give one another. Mm. Right. And so this it's so worth practicing because like on the other side of this is all of that nourishing, deeply satisfying touch because it's the touch you want. Right. Not the touch someone else is deigning to give you like we are on a path together of getting the touch that you specifically want to nourish your body, arouse your body, stimulate you, thrill you. You know, delight you, delight you, delight your mind can because touch can also be intellectually stimulating. It can be humorous. 
Right. Well, we only experience touch through meaning making and context. You can never experience touch in the body just as sensation, Oof. which is so fascinating. So like context well, and meaning making is always a part of on touch. On the next episode, yes. speaking <laughs> of sex. So we hope we've given you some tools to ask for the touch that you want, to receive more of the specific touch that you want. And all of this conversation is an invitation to come on over to pleasuremechanics.com slash touch, where you can see some of our touch, where you can see Charlotte's beautiful hands and our voices guiding you in one stroke at a time. Start unlocking this practice for yourself. Start experiencing it. See how it feels. And if you want more, we have a full body no inch of your body left uncovered by delightful touch and delicious strokes that are designed to give you most effective pleasure, to give you wins with one another, and you get us on your team. So come on over to pleasuremechanics.com touch and discover all that we have to offer you as decades long evangelicals of... <laughs> Touch, Touch and pleasure. And pleasure. Mm -hmm. We love you. We're stroking you from here. Mm -hmm. Touch you all if we could. I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Charlotte. We're the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. <laughs>